how to make your project work after lights go down, some insights on this topic from machine learning engineer and researcher Alexander Malak. So let's start. I'm here today uh, to talk not about technical stuff, uh, but to talk about um, how to make your project still work or continue your project after the lights go down. So by what do I mean by the lights go down? When you come to an event like this, especially it's when it's an event with, with a new technology, um, you meet new people, it's very exciting, at least for me, it's usually very exciting. And this is something, this excitement is something that provides, provides you with a lot of energy and a lot of motivation uh, to, to, to act. Another aspect is that this is something new, right? Every hackathon is like, is a unique event. So you never experience the same hackathon twice. It's always something, always something new. And this adds to the excitement. And so this excitement usually help, helps people go survive and thrive through events like this, even if this means like very small amounts of sleep, not enough sleep, not enough food sometimes, and so on. People go further, go move forward because they are excited, they are motivated, and, and this makes everything much, much easier. Mm. And I want to give you a perspective what happens when an event like this ends. So we are after the hackathon, and there is a project. And I think that I deeply believe that to be effective in this post-hackathon or post-event period with your project, you need to start before you even start the project. So everything starts with something that I call a fundamental problem of any business endeavor, which, is, uh, which can be defined by, by a question, whose problem, whose problem do you solve? And by this, I mean that you can take any technology and build any type of solution, but if this solution is not an answer to someone's real problem, uh, can you still hear me? Sorry. Yeah, yeah, all good. All good. Ah, okay. All works. Okay. Yeah. okay, great. Um, so if your solution is not a solution to a real problem, you can build something that is technologically very advanced. It's technologi te technologically beautiful, mathematically beautiful, theoretically beautiful, and so on. But then you put it out, put it out there to the world, and they do not come. And nobody comes. And the reason that they do not come is not that you're missing features. The reason that they do not come is not that you, your code is not good enough, not, not fast enough. It's not using the, uh, the best technology, maybe the second the best. None of this is the reason why, why they do not come. The reason that they do not come is that this, is, this product is not answering uh, something that is important to them. So... I want to give you five uh, things that worked for me in the past for projects like hackathon projects, like scientific projects, and some independent industrial projects. But before I, before I move on to those five steps, I want to share one, one, one thought with you. I think it was Pavel uh, before, who said before that uh, working with Whisper today you are a part of innovation because this is like a very, very fresh technology. And not many people, even if they wanted, 
they didn't have too much time to experiment with it. So this is like something uh, like Terra Nova, like a new Earth right, that you're discovering. But there's another dimension to this. Whatever the outcome of this hackathon will be, you will learn something new. Okay, whatever the outcome of this hackathon will be, for you, for your project, you will learn something new. So it doesn't matter if your project will succeed in some sense or will not succeed, you will learn something new. And in this sense, this is an experience that you can always see through the lens of value. But I want to go even a step further. If you think about it, this new thing that you, that you learn is a thing that you will have and you will share with the world in one form or another. Maybe you will create something. Maybe you will just talk with someone. And you will pass a part of your experience from this event to another person. And you never know what will happen with this part of your experience further down the line, right? And in this sense, everything you do here today, you don't do this only for yourself, but you do it for the whole community. By building something meaningful or by building a project that, even if it won't work, you are giving something to the community, okay? And I, I want to propose to you to think about your work today in these terms, that you are doing something for the whole community. And how broad you define the community, I leave it to you. I believe that this perspective will give you something uh, very important. It will give you a motivation to go one step, one step further maybe, than if you only thought that this project is for you and maybe you did, you, were, you did not manage to do something that you imagined that you will produce. Even if you don't, everything you do can give something good to someone else. That said, make sure that your project will succeed after this event will, will finish and after the lights go down, after the excitement drops, after you go back to your everyday life, whatever it is, maybe you have a company, maybe you're here, maybe you're a CEO or CEO, and you came here to use this technology to expand your portfolio of whatever you're doing. Maybe you're just starting. Maybe you're a student. But there is your regular life, and you have habits in this life. And these habits, because habits are things that you were consequently doing for, for, for some amount of time, they are stronger than anything that is new, okay? After the excitement goes down, after the event, your habits will kick in. So now, if you want to succeed with this project after the event is done, you can do those five things that I will share with you. And they worked for me many times. So the first thing is establish the communication channel with your team. Now, again, it depends where you're coming from, what's your context. Maybe you already have a company and you're using some technology like, I don't know, Microsoft Teams or Slack or whatever it is, any other platform. Or maybe you are just forming, you will be forming a team today with someone that you don't know. Before you start working, agree on a communication channel and structure this channel. It, it can be a very simple structure, just private messages, I don't know, technology, maybe front end or whatever you're planning to do. 
and pick this channel to reduce the friction, okay? Because if you go back to your regular life, you will have your own routines, your habits and everything. And if you, need, if you want to add something new, you need to reduce friction to make it as easy as possible. So pick a, a communication channel that is easy for, for all of you in the team or you like it the most, something that you like that is like works smoothly for you. It can be WhatsApp, whatever works for you. So that's number one, communication channel. Number two, schedule time. Schedule dedicated time after the event for meetings and updates. Again, if you have a company, maybe you want to get, uh, get a strong momentum after the event. Maybe you want like daily meetings with updates. Maybe you just want like weekly meetings, maybe twice a week, whatever works for you. But also do it before you start. You form your team or maybe you already have your team. But before you start with the technology, with anything else, establish your communication channel and, and uh, schedule, schedule time after the event. So maybe you say like, hey, it will be Wednesday, 8 p.m., okay? Just put it in your calendar and so on. I know that with scheduling time, it might be a little bit more complex because especially if you work in different time zones and so on, it might be difficult to reduce the friction. But well, there's probably something a local, a local minimum, a local minimum. So you can try finding it. Okay, so number one, communication channel. Number two, scheduling. Number three, split responsibilities effectively. So I want to share one story with you uh, from a hackathon that I took part in, uh, a Lab Lab hackathon years ago. Mm, I remember we formed a team, and in this team we had, uh, I think, four people, I was a machine learning engineer and another person was also a machine learning engineer. And clearly it didn't make sense that we both uh, do the same thing. So this person was really good in computer vision and we were working with a computer vision model. And I said, hey, I think you should take care of this, right? And I thought, I can do other stuff as well, right? I'm, maybe I'm, I can help with organizing the project. Maybe I can help with, with front-end. I, you know, I, I know a little bit of React and so on. So I just left the stage to this person and I just put my energy in something that was useful for the, for the project. So I was helping organize tasks, uh, data flow, and so on and so on between the participants. I focused on building the front end and we were actually able to, to build a, a solution where, where we deployed the model, there was a server, we connected the front end and we, and we, uh, and we won the hackathon. So sometimes it takes a little bit, you know, you, you need to take your pride and put it, put it away, right? And say, I know I'm good in this, I, I like it, I, I would love to do this, but maybe there's another person and they are like really focused just on this one thing and maybe you have some other resources. So split your responsibilities effectively. Also, I know that sometimes maybe you just have two deep learning people and you are just focused on this one thing and you don't do all their stuff. Maybe then you can split, you know, within, within these tasks, within these tasks somehow, split the tasks. But try to think about it, how to do it effectively so, so you don't have a situation where two people are doing the same, the same thing. Okay, so the first thing was establish the communication channel. The second thing, schedule time after the, after the hackathon, but do it in advance. And third, Split responsibilities effectively.
Four. Number four is make people interact with your solution as early as possible. Okay? So if you are solving a problem, and this problem might be a problem that you heard of, I don't know, on the internet. Maybe some of your friends shared this problem. Or maybe this is a problem that you yourself experienced some time ago. Whatever it is, try to find people that you think that might have this problem and let them and let them interact with your with your solution. In a hackathon, it's 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 really great because you can try to reach out to other people's who, other people who are taking part in the hackathon, and you can just ask them, "Hey, how does it work? How do you like it?" You know. And sometimes it's difficult because we have this project is like, it's we know it's not ready, right? We we imagine this final state when you know this shiny little thing here. Like a better optimization, I don't know, better predictions because we have <coughs> better sampling or whatever it is. But even if it's hard, try to do it as early as possible. You will get very valuable information from those people and you will be able to reiterate or maybe make better decisions regarding next stages of your, of your project. So this was number four. And make people interact with your solution as soon as possible. And five, finally, talk about your project. So you might think, again, hey, this is not ready. I don't know if it will work. Mm, maybe I will fail with this. So better, I will keep it for myself and so on. And that might be somehow intuitive, but I want to propose you another perspective. If you go outside... Go talk to your friends. You talk to people that you meet, I don't know, in the business meeting and so on and so on. You never know what these people are thinking about, what, what, what they are doing, you know, in their private time and who they know and what these people that they know uh, might need today. So sometimes you might talk to a lawyer and suddenly you will learn that he has a colleague who is in another industry and now the idea that you have is something that can solve their problem. And maybe one week or two weeks from now, you will have a meeting with this person and they will be interested in financing your project or maybe buying your idea or whatever it is. So number five is talk about your project with as many people as possible. Of course, if they're not interested, I think it doesn't make any sense to push them, but you can just mention this. And if it sparks a, if it sparks. Uh, if it gives you know, a little uh, spark in their eyes, uh, you can continue. And who, who knows uh, what, you can, what you can learn. Okay, so let me reiterate this. So the first one is establish the communication channel and remember to reduce uh, friction as much as possible. The same thing with the second thing. Schedule dedicated time after the hackathon when you meet. Maybe once a week, maybe twice a week, maybe daily. I recommend it do, to do it uh, at least once a week for the first 30 or 60 days. Then you can maybe change it to once, twice a week. I don't know. Um, third, number three, split responsibilities effectively in your team. Four, make people interact with your solution as soon as possible. And five, talk about your project, uh, even if it's not ready, with everyone who might be interested. And, and these are these five ways that I wanted to show. One hackathon in, uh, I think it was in Krakow uh, some years ago. It was about smog and, and air pollution. 
we had a we had a great hypothesis, but it was almost impossible to find the data. But we found this data somehow, you know, and so on. So uh, you just need to persevere, right? There will be challenges. Sometimes maybe you will need to change the idea slightly, or maybe you will we will need to pivot the idea. But if you move further, move forward, despite all of these obstacles, your chances to succeed are much, much uh, higher.